My name is Pastor Mike Landsman, and this is the podcast for Zion Stone United Church of Christ. This podcast is taken from my weekly Sunday morning sermons. I pray that as you listen to them, they will be a blessing to you and strengthen you in your walk with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's what we have for today. When I was preparing this evening for my brief reflections this evening, I focused a little bit, well, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 20 to 21 and 6, 1 to 2 kind of jumped out at me as I was preparing. And the title for my reflection this evening is Distraction, Reconciliation, and Time. Those will be my three points this evening. Distraction, Reconciliation, and Time. So we talk about distractions. We wonder, where do they come from? Distractions are everywhere. Everything notifies us about something else. The other day I sat down, I'm like, I'm going to read this book. It's going to be fantastic. So I sat down, I plopped my feet up on the couch, and because I'm one of those type of weird people, I took out a highlighter and a pen so I could highlight and make notes in my book. And just as I was about to start, ring, 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 ring. Well, it was more like a buzz, buzz, right, because my phone was on silent. And I looked down, oh, I have a message. I need to check this message. So I picked it up and I checked the message. And then I put it back down. And I was going to read it again. And it bzz, 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 bzz. I'm like, ah, who is it now? And then I picked it up. And I'm like, oh, okay, there's a link from my friend. He sent me something I thought was funny. So I clicked the link. Oh, that's really funny. I wonder what else is funny on here. Oh, I found something funny. I'm going to send that to him. And before you know it, the time I was going to spend reading, I spent my time on social media, on YouTube. There's something always trying to get our attention. Did you change your password? Did you try to log in here? And sometimes we need to be shocked awake. And that made me think of the the gospel from this past Sunday, the transfiguration of the Lord, where it says, when they they were fully awake, then they beheld his his glory. And Lent is, is, I think, a perfect time to help liberate us from distractions. If we use it, I think, correctly. Let's talk a little bit about reconciliation. St. Paul says that he and his co-workers are, he calls them ambassadors for Christ. God is making his appeal to them through Paul and his co-workers. And they are doing this on behalf of Christ. They are appealing to them on behalf of Jesus. In other words, they are in a sense standing in the place as Christ. As Christ makes his appeal mediated through them. Well, to what end? The end is being reconciled to God. And he says, for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is accomplished through Jesus Christ. This reconciliation that we are offered comes in and only through Jesus Christ. And when St. Paul here in Corinthians talks about Jesus being made sin for us, the one who knew no sin, the sinless eternal Son of God who took on human nature. He, be, he was made sin in the sense of, you know, the, there's a scripture from the Old Testament, I think it's in Deuteronomy, it says, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. 
Or we could say he is the atoning sacrifice who atones for the sins of the world as St. John makes very clear in one of his epistles. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Might become the righteousness of God. That Christ's very own righteousness is given to us as a gift of divine grace. Transforming us as we talked a little bit about on Sunday, from one degree of glory to another. And we also need to note here, brothers and sisters, that in this letter to the Corinthians, he's writing to members of a church. He's not writing this to, to people who are outside of the church. He's writing this to a group of Christians. So even though they have been united to Christ, even though they have been reconciled to him, they are being exhorted to not let that go. To not have received the grace given to them in vain. He says in verse 1 of chapter 6. Working together with him. With God. Right? We appeal to you. Do not receive this grace in vain. Receiving in vain means returning to the sins which God has delivered us from. Which is what's going on here in the Corinthian community. They're learning to live as Christ followers, as Christians, in the middle of a culture that's completely pagan. And so they're going to have some growing pains. That means they're not going to be able to do things that they used to do. It means they might have to give up practices, religious practices from their former life. Because St. Paul says, the gods of the nations that you all worshipped, they're actually demons. They may have to give up beliefs that they may have held. Long held beliefs. But they do this because they have been brought into Christ. And being brought into Christ, being reconciled to Christ is the complete reorientation of our entire selves. Not just a little bit of ourselves. It's the, re the reorientation of our entire person to Christ in service to Christ. And that grace that he gives us to accomplish this, we must not receive it in vain. We must not, as the Corinthian church said, we must not keep going back to the sins that God has called us out of. Let's talk a little bit about time. St. Paul notes that now is the favorable time. He says, today is the day of salvation. Don't wait to be reconciled to God, essentially, right? Because the time is going to come while it will no longer be possible. Today is always the day of salvation, no matter what day it is, whether it's tomorrow or whether it was yesterday. Yesterday, today was the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation, right? Tomorrow is the day of salvation. The point is... The day of salvation is right now because we ultimately don't know <laughs> what tomorrow will bring. Because ultimately, we don't know how much time we actually have. We don't know how long the Lord will continue to tarry. And we continue though sometimes, right, in, in certain parts of the Christian world to try and figure it out when we think that's going to be. And that's when we get into trouble. It's not ours to try and figure that stuff out. But... We serve Jesus, we follow Jesus, knowing, as the scriptures tell us, that the days are short. 
The time will come when it will no longer be possible to be reconciled to God. So let us, brothers and sisters, sisters, excuse me, use the time of Lent to reorient our hearts to God. The times of fasting and spiritual disciplines that we take on. The added spiritual disciplines for some of us. Let us use this time rightly. So if we have not been yet reconciled to Christ, that we can be reconciled to Christ. To approach God soberly. And maybe with a little bit of trepidation. Trusting though in his boundless compassion. And in his inexhaustible love. That will strengthen us and see us through. As we walk with our Savior to the cross. But ultimately to the empty tomb. St. John Chrysostom said, This then let us also now consider with ourselves and groan bitterly for the provocations we have offered our benefactor. Nor let us therefore presume, because though outraged, he bears it with long suffering, but rather for this very reason be full of remorse. Brothers and sisters, the remorse that we have for our sins, let us bring that before the Lord this Lenten season, trusting in his mercy, trusting in his goodness, trusting in his faithfulness. And, and keep this in mind too, right? This service can kind of be a little heavy because it's penitential. We're going we're gonna, to uh, pray Psalm 91 in a minute. We're going to confess our sins before the Lord and hear his word of forgiveness, right? As we do all of this, do so keeping in mind that Christ loves you, that Christ died for you. And that Christ will never leave you nor forsake you. But brothers and sisters, let us be reminded today and every day throughout this season of Holy Lent to not receive the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ in vain. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Most holy and merciful Father, we confess to you and to one another and to the whole communion of saints in heaven and on earth that we have sinned through our own faults in thought, word, and deed. By what we have done and by what we have left undone, we have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven. We have been deaf to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ. We have grieved your Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy upon us. For our unfaithfulness and disobedience, for the pride, vanity, and hypocrisy of our lives, Lord, have mercy on us. For our self-pity and impatience and our envy of those we think more fortunate than ourselves, Lord, have mercy on us. For our unrighteous anger, jealousy, bitterness, and resentment, for all lies, gossip, and slander against our neighbors, Lord, have mercy on us. For our self-pity and impatience and envy of those we think more fortunate than ourselves, Lord, have mercy upon us. For our sexual impurity, our, uh, our exploitation of other people, and our failure to give of ourselves in love, Lord, have mercy on us. For our self-indulgent appetites and ways and our intemperate pursuits of worldly goods and comforts, Lord, have mercy on us. Lord, 
For our dishonesty in daily life and work, our ingratitude for your gifts, and our failure to heed your call, Lord, have mercy on us. For our blindness to human need and suffering, and our indifference to injustice and cruelty, Lord, have mercy upon us. For our wastefulness and misuse of your creation, and our lack of concern for those who come after us, Lord, have mercy upon us. For all false judgments, for prejudice and contempt of others, and for uncharitable thoughts and actions towards our neighbors, Lord, have mercy upon us. For our negligence in prayer and worship, for our presumption and abuse of your means of grace, Lord, have mercy upon us. For seeking the appraisal of others rather than the approval of God, Lord, have mercy upon us. For our failure to commend the faith that is in us, Lord, have mercy upon us. And let us pray together. Show favor to us, O Lord, who turn to you in weeping, fasting, and prayer. For you are a merciful God, full of compassion, long-suffering, and abounding in steadfast love. You spare us when we deserve punishment, and in your wrath you remember mercy. Spare us, O good Lord, in the multitude of your mercies. Look upon us and forgive us through the mediation of your blessed Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who in his great mercy has promised forgiveness of sins to all who sincerely repent and with true faith turn to him, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all of your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you have a few minutes, I'd ask you to go to gofundme.com slash Zion's Stone Church Repair Fund. We have some significant repair work that we need to do on our bell tower, as well as some repair work due to a recent lightning strike. Anything you'd be able to help us out with, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to get a hold of me, or you have any questions about what you've heard, feel free to reach out at our Facebook page, Zion's Stone UCC, or you can check us out on our website, zionstoneucc.com. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you.